0: or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell
2: back at your radio.
1: What are you talking
3: about?
1: What the
2: hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer.
4: Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM The Fan. Live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. Packers get embarrassed, embarrassed by the New Orleans Saints, 38-3. And we were talking on the Wendy's Big Show uh, there about what percentage blame do you put on this Packers loss on Aaron Rodgers? I had said 85%. Uh, And if you want to dial in on that, you can. Gary and Leroy are off the Spectrum News 1, but you and I can chat. Dial it up, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. I've got another question concerning Rodgers uh, once we move on uh, from this one. But how much percentage do you put on Aaron Rodgers uh, as far as the Packers losing this game? Listening on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, is Vince in Connecticut. You're first up on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Vince? What's going on, Spark? How you doing?
5: I wanted to say, I thought I was going to get on late on the big show. I want to say that was, a, that was a very great show you guys put together today, too. Thanks. Um, and my, my percentage, honestly, I'm with you. I'm about, I'm about six. I've I defended Rodgers through this whole crap this year. I'm about 75%, 80% on it. But that other 20 25% I got to do, it's with the defense. I got a big gripe with the defense. So, I mean, it's the same MO because I don't think they're as bad as what they do. Poor tackling, can't get a pass rush, Kevin King gets burned, and the one play that really bothered me on defense, yesterday, I think they had a, they had a 4th and 7, like little, New Orleans was like mid test mid test midfield, and they get burned on a ball, I think it was a bubble screen, right? Yep. And it's just, I mean, Rodgers, I mean, again, I did not expect the Packers to get blown out 38 zero. I don't think none of us thought that was going to happen, but Rodgers deserves most of the blame, but again, that defense needs to get that defense needs to be blamed too with the poor tackle and all the stuff I just said too, you know?
4: I don't I don't disagree with you at all. As far as the defense deserves some blame as well. But wouldn't you agree that when you are an MVP type quarterback, when you are a guy that all off all off season talked about how great you are and how much better you make everybody else and how everybody wants to play with you, that at that moment in time, you pretty much have put the spotlight squarely on you. And then yep. the first regular season game you play in, you look that bad. Yeah, you're yep. going to get the blame.
5: I agree. I and honestly, like I said, the national media—I know they probably took their shot to Rodgers, and I say deservingly so. He, er, that whole team deserves. Everybody deserves to get you know, you know what what they're going to get today too. And like I said, if they just like you said at the end of the big show, if if they, if they lose if they lose to the Lions Monday night, I mean the North, NFC North is bad looks so far. But if they do lose to the Lions Monday night, I'm with you. I'm probably. I'm probably going to freak out myself if they lose to the Lions, yep. too, Monday night, you, you know, know?
4: And the funny thing about this, Vince, is, is that we do our Green and Gold Post game show presented by Lakeland University. So, the way it's going this year is Gary's doing all the shows, Gary Ellerson, and then I am doing uh, hosting the shows with Gary on the away games. Dan Plucker, our resident Lions fan, is doing the home games, which means... Plucker is with Gary on Monday night, which yeah. means Plucker is going to have to hide his excitement, maybe, if oh, yeah. they stun the Packers in Green Bay. Yep. Yeah. And, you know,
5: and honestly, you know every Lions fan, you know how down they've been the last couple of years. You know. Oh, yes. And I know for a fact, you know how bad they would love to feet. Yes. Keep. Green Bay miserable right now, just the way how they struggled in Week One. No mean, doubt, you
4: know what I mean. No doubt, but the difference is, Vince, they didn't give yep. up. They continued to fight back and put up points. They still scored exactly. a bunch of points in that game. Packers, uh, not so much. Thanks. Vince, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate Can it. Can
5: I say one more thing before yeah. you let me go? Sure.
4: Um,
5: I just think, and I want you to think about. This. Remember the last two years, how we started off strong under Lafleur. We, you know, I think we were like three and all, three and one, four and all the last two years. Yep. I just think maybe this loss yesterday. Maybe this is a good kick in the butt to get us going, get a little adversity going. Because I don't think we've ever had the adversity to go the first couple of games starting under LaFleur. Do you agree with me on that?
4: Uh, Yeah, I think so. But I mean, LaFleur even pointed out that, you know, two years ago, his first year, they only got 10 points in that win, week one yeah. win two years ago. In 2019, they won like 10 to 3, 10 to 7, something like that. Yep. Uh, and now here it is again. Another slow start for the offense, but this pro- this time the defense was just as bad, if not worse, in this yep. game. This by far is the worst Week One game we've seen under Lafleur in three years.
5: Yeah, and like I said too, I just and the, the one thing I forgot to say to you. The one thing that annoys me with the D, this has annoyed me the last two years, and I'm sorry to keep this call long, but the what, two, couple thing is, how is Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster still on that team?
4: I don't, I don't know.
5: That's what bothers me because they could have got a couple cheap options at defensive, like a Mike Daniels could have brought back anybody one year deals. And you still decide, you know, they stink and you still decide to keep them in the, on that front line when they keep getting exposed, you know?
4: No question. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Christian Ringo, Christian freaking Ringo was out there for the Saints yesterday. He's out there for the Saints. Mike Daniels, to his point, it's not a practice squad. Again, he's undersides and all that. And I understand He's on the Bengals practice squad. I mean, there are guys that have been here that might be able to do better than that. Maybe I don't know. Am I a Lowry fan? No. Am I a Lancaster fan? No. I'm not even sure about Kiki. Like I liked him coming out of college. I thought it was gonna he was gonna be a difference maker. They said he's improved in training camp. Well, we gotta see it in the we gotta see in the regular season, and. TJ Slade and that's who I like. That was my kid that I like coming out the huge, gigantic, mammoth of a man, uh, a defensive tackle. You saw him some yesterday. They need him on that football field with Kenny Clark. They need both of those guys out there at the same time. In my opinion, uh, let's go to Eric listening on the Odyssey app. A U D A C Y to Sparky's Midday Madness down in New Orleans. What's going on, Eric?
3: Hey man, that was rough yesterday. Uh, uh, yeah, it I was. That it seemed- I was at a St. Viewing party and that was just, that was just the worst. So Very do you live in,
4: me. Eric, hold on. Do you live in New Orleans or what? Yes, sir, I do. So how, how, how is everything going for the city at this point? How bad is it?
3: Oh, um, I mean, slowly but surely we're getting our power back. Uh, my fiance and I got our power back a few days ago. We actually, uh, evacuated to Milwaukee. That's where I'm from originally. That's how oh, I okay. about y'all. So yeah, how did you end so, up moving down there then? Uh, I went to college in the Deep South, Oh. and then, yeah, I went – I mean, it's a really small school, Spring Hill College, and a lot of my friends were from New Orleans, and so I kind of just stayed. So Nice.
4: All right, yeah. so then it's you, a Packer <clears throat> fan, amongst a bunch of Saints fans. Yeah. Oh, boy. It was rough. Oh, boy.
6: Yeah, it was really rough.
3: I guess my biggest complaint yesterday, and I don't know if this is Rogers or Lafleur, but there was no creativity on offense. You know, last year we saw pre-snap motions, jet sweeps, fake jet sweeps. And I think that keeps the defense honest, that you, you can't pin your ears back if a guy could take the ball right around you on a jet sweep. You know what Correct. I mean? Correct, yes. And there was none of that. And so you saw Cam Jordan had his way. You saw was Marcus Davenport have his way. Everyone had their way. And Aaron Rodgers just it looked like Mike McCarthy's offense from a few years ago. Was kind of like just try to get open, and no one
4: could get open. And Davenport's got a peck injury now, so he's going to be out for a little while. Not season-ending, but it looks like he's going to be out a couple of weeks. I saw from Ian Rappaport uh, earlier today. But, and again, when you have this offensive line and you do have some inexperience on it, I mean, Pro Football Focus put out their grades. Elton Jenkins graded out well, as did Patrick, as did Josh Myers. But you got the rookie Royce Newman in there, and Billy Turner was getting pushed back, again, by a very good player. I get it, in New Orleans. But that also became an issue as well. Yeah, so absolutely. hey man, thanks a lot, man. I'm glad you got you guys got your power back on. Don't be a stranger. Yeah,
3: I'll, yeah, I'll call again. No All problem. right, take care. See there he is, Eric
4: Bye-bye. in New Orleans, listening on the Odyssey at A U D A C Y. That's why I love living in Wisconsin. Don't got to worry about the hurricanes. That, that, that right there, man. I, I couldn't even imagine living through something like that. Could not even imagine it. We talk about, um, this Packers game and and how they struggled and things that they didn't necessarily do. Like he, he brought the jet sweeps and the misdirections and stuff like that that they didn't, you know, in that first couple of series or whatever else, maybe they did a little bit of that, but not really uh, to a full extent. And then they definitely abandoned it uh, and went back to what looked more like a McCarthy offense, if you ask me, than a Matt LaFleur offense uh, there in the second half. But even having said all of this, I still think personally it still comes back to they happen to run the ball more. I mean, you've got Aaron Jones. You gave him all this money. Like, he needs more than five carries and a couple of touches. He had seven touches in the game. Two receptions, five carries. More times than not, if you look back at the history of this Packers team over the last two years, when Aaron Jones gets that few of touches, nine out of ten times, they're probably going to lose the football game. They just are. You, just, you have to get them the football game. And this goes back to Rodgers and the blame you want to put on Aaron Rodgers at this point. I said it earlier, eighty-five percent. There's a couple of different reasons for it. Number one, that's horrible. Just didn't throw the ball well uh, at all. Just held on to the ball too long in certain situations. Now you can believe whatever you want to believe. I'll believe what I want to believe. I just am struggling with the fact that as a coaching staff, they determined that they were going to abandon the run and just throw every play. Like I, I, I just, I struggle with that. I really do. I struggle with that being an all Lafleur thing. Now, after the game, Lafleur said, hey, that's on me. We didn't run the ball enough. But Lafleur definitely feels like the guy that's going to take up for his players no matter what. He'll take the heat, and it uh, doesn't matter. Kevin in Brookfield, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Good afternoon, Kevin.
7: Hey, Sparky. Hey, did you happen to catch Terry Bradshaw's comment after Rodgers and uh, Andrews had their little yes. uh, interview?
4: He is not an Aaron Rodgers guy. If you remember going back years, he said he would take McCarthy over Rodgers if it came to, between the two of them. So Terry Bradshaw you, is was, not an Aaron Rodgers guy.
7: Yeah, well, I guess I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan either then because I thought Terry Bradshaw was completely on the point. And it, it, For that those that
4: don't know what he said, it, one second. For those that don't know what he said, Terry Bradshaw pretty much said Aaron Rodgers just needs to worry about playing quarterback and leave everything else to the rest of the team.
7: Yes. Yes, and I think yesterday proves him right because he wasn't, you know, he, he, I don't think his head has been in this season, and it's been everywhere else but playing and, and, and getting ready for the season, and he looked ill prepared. And in that final championship game that Terry referenced, he didn't play well. And this is where the MVP needs to play well. And all these important games, that get these early games, while you need to win them, they're still somewhat meaningless. That the important games at the end of the season is where he seems to pull up short a lot. And yesterday, he, he those passes, throwing off his you know that interception, the first interception, that was a horrible pass, just horrible. Yep, that was that wasn't a normal rodgers type pass. I mean, it was just terrible.
4: So, yeah, he, and, he was all kinds the of. The second
2: interception was just as bad. Yeah,
4: he was out of sorts. It he did definitely help. did not play well. Hey, Kevin, are you are you like Terry Bradshaw? You think he's funny? Uh, yeah,
7: I mean, I can take him or leave him. He's all
4: right. I, I'll I give mean, you a I'll give you a a recommendation of a TV show to watch that I watched okay. last year, and season two is about to start. It's called The Bradshaw Bunch, and it's a reality show based around yeah, him and yeah, his family.
7: Well, yeah, it's good-looking daughter.
4: It is hilarious. That dude is so funny. Yeah. Season 2 starts October 6th on the Eden Network. Just saying. Yeah. Very, very funny. Uh, uh, Kevin. North
7: knows football. I mean, the guy, you got to admit, uh, Terry Bradshaw knows football. Sure he does. And I, you can tell. I didn't know that he didn't like Rodgers. Yeah, he's not a Rodgers really on him in the past, but uh, yeah. He's definitely, exactly. yeah, Kevin, he's he's
4: not, he's not an Aaron guy. Thanks for the call. He's not an Aaron guy. Now, again, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that you're anti Aaron one way or the other, but there's enough uh, time that's passed here with Bradshaw that he doesn't necessarily come across as a pro Aaron guy. He he comes across more of a, of an anti Aaron guy uh, when you look at it at the end of the day. He just does. Over the course of time, that's what it is. Doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I still like him. I still think he's funny. I still enjoy that pregame show. Uh, But, yeah, that's kind of – so when he said it, you know, shove and play quarterback, I really wasn't all that taken aback by it because I kind of figured that would be the way that it was going to go. So, again, we were asking, how much blame do you put on Aaron Rodgers here uh, in what happened in week one? I said 85% earlier. Gary said 50%. Uh, Leroy pretty much said, I didn't want to play the BAME game. What about you? 414 799 1250. 414 799 1250. Rami Makloff still to come with the Rami show coming up from 3 until 6. Mike in Pewaukee, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan. What's going on, Mike?
8: Hey, Sparky, I'm going to continue the piling on Aaron Rodgers because he deserves it, first of all. Yep. Uh, and it all starts, we all know it starts with what he did in the off season. I mean, uh, but. Well, you know, one thing, and I'm, sh- I, I just started listening, and the show obviously just started, but anyways, I don't, I missed a few minutes, but I think, uh, you know, one thing I have noticed over Aaron Rodgers' career, I think he is over the last 20 or, you know, what he's been, this is his 16th year, uh, he is in, he's, he's top two or three quarterback. I think he's above Brady even, but <clears throat> the one thing I, have noticed about Aaron Rodgers is when things don't go his way, he uh, is a little diva and throws temper tantrums. And you can you can obviously see it. I mean, he doesn't throw tantrums. You can just see the disgust in his face. And when the game plan isn't going his way, he just takes things into his own hands. And he's not much better than Brett Favre when he, when he gets like that, when he gets in his own head. You know, oh, you know, uh... You know, yesterday was a prime example. Now he never does that. Obviously, we all know never. throwing two, t- yeah, throwing two <laughs> interceptions and the safety over the top that he didn't see. Uh, you know, that speaks to me that uh, the guy knows that he. Uh, uh, well, at least in my opinion, he got out of he got in his own head. I think, and he was just frustrated. And I get that. And I think I, I think he gets when he gets frustrated a lot of times, I think he's in the right, because I happen to agree with him. You know, the Packers don't surround him with enough talent, offense, defense, and special teams, but uh, that doesn't mean the guy doesn't take some blame. I mean, I would take him over still. I think anybody, including uh, uh, Tom Brady right now, uh, if I was going to start a team and I wanted, you know, if you could choose your quarterback, I'd still pick him, absolutely. Absolutely. I know, I know. Brady has way more hardware. I get that, but just based on the numbers alone, and the the way the guy plays, and the way he, uh, you know, doesn't throw interceptions, which is huge. I mean, it's absolutely huge. Quarterbacks who throw interceptions aren't very successful. Uh, they're volatile. You know, Brett Favre, you know, is enjoyable to watch, but you hate it. I mean. Six interceptions in one game. It's pathetic. Made but.
4: Aeneas Williams a Hall of Famer in that game.
8: Exactly. But the, the one thing I guess I want to say, and this is you know just stating the obvious, uh, Aaron Rodgers needs to just keep his mouth shut. And he, he's not going to do it, though, and that's what pisses me off. He's going to keep, you know, quit talking about the offseason, which you created, and all the things that you don't like about, you know, how the Packers aren't acquiescing to your every demand. I mean, just go out there and play and prove that you were the MVP that you were last year. Do it again this year and do it even more and then some. I know he didn't completely lose that game, but boy, he sure was a big part of it. Well, and the defense was offensive yes. to say the least.
4: And now you know he'll be on Pat McAfee tomorrow, so we'll see what he has to say about him yeah, sucking in week that. one. Mike, thanks for the call. As is it you're gonna do that show with McAfee, that's fine. You have not played like this since you did that show. You didn't play like this in any game last year. So now you get to go on there. And again, McAfee's not gonna McAfee's not gonna go out. He wants Rogers to stay on that show. It's a huge, huge, huge deal for McAfee. That's the best thing McAfee does is that those Aaron Rodgers interviews. So for McAfee, there's no reason, you know, to irritate Rogers one way or the other. But yeah, we'll see what he says. Because again. As I've stated earlier, and I'll state again, this one's on him. It just is. Not many times, probably less than three since he's been the starting quarterback, and you look at him and say, this one's on you. And like we just talked about, with Brett, you probably could say it a bunch of times over Brett's career. Not in Roger's case. Uh, Some former Packer news for you, Ian Rappaport, free agent, safety, HaHa Clinton Dix, is being signed to the Raiders practice squad. Uh, per agent. So they got High Clinton Dix on the Raiders practice squad. Mike Daniels is on the Bengals practice squad. This feels weird to me. I don't know about you. It feels weird having guys that have played in the league for years on practice squads. The whole thing just seems weird. And I don't know if they'll continue to do this going forward, but the whole thing seems awfully weird. Nate on the north side will lead things off. How much of this do you put on Aaron Rodgers for the Packers' loss in week one? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan.
9: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
7: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Intercepted by Paul and debo And it's a red zone pick for Rodgers and the Saints take over up
4: 14. You just don't see it. You just do not see it. Highlight courtesy of Fox 6 Joe Buck on the call. You just don't see it. The man does not throw interceptions in the end zone, in the red zone. Like It just does not happen. It was so out of sorts, weird, whatever you want to say, watching that game. Because literally going into halftime, 17-3, you know, to three, you score a field, okay, offense is going to kind of figure it out here, come back, win this game in the second half. Like literally at no point at halftime did I think to myself, they're screwed, it's over. Never. Not one time. Maybe you did if you did tell me. But I never did I think they were going to lose that game. Even as bad as it looked in the first half, I still figured Rodgers would figure it out and they would win in the second half and unfortunately he played worse in the third quarter than he played in the first half as did the offense and they go on to get humiliated 38 to 3 to the New Orleans Saints except the Lions on Monday night if you missed that Green and Gold post game was at my Lakeland University last night with Gary and myself you can always go hit that up at 1250amthefan.com. AM Again, 1250amthefan.com. AM Or simply have that Odyssey app and rewind and go back and listen to it that way as well. Asking you about Aaron Rodgers, how much of a percentage you put on Aaron Rodgers. We started this in the last hour of Big Show and just kind of carried it on as people want to get in and talk about the game. Nate, north side of Milwaukee, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Nate? What's
11: good, Sparky? Um, I'm with you, man. Uh, he, he deserves most of the blame, um, Aaron Rodgers, because, like I said yesterday, I, I slept on it. I still believe it today. He did not take what was given to him. The small little rollouts, like dump-offs to the tight end and to the running backs, those were open. He held the ball, um, held on to the ball for 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 a very long time, did not take – the, the offense is made to take those dumps and set up for the deep shot, not just take the deep shot. This is not Mike McCarthy's offense, and that's what it that's what it looked like. And if I could ask you a question real quick, Sparky, how do you how do you think the offensive line did yesterday?
4: I said on the post game show that I thought it uh, wasn't very good. Then Gary disagreed with me and said, "No, I, I think they were better than you think." So then uh, last night I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go back and look." So I went back and I looked, and I I thought there were some positives. Like, Eldon Jenkins uh, can play. I thought Josh Myers looked pretty good, too. Uh, Billy Turner, uh, Royce Newman uh, probably needs some work there. Newman's a a rookie. Billy Turner, I stated last week and the week before that and the week before that that I thought they should have started Dennis Kelly at right tackle and let Billy Turner start at right guard uh, and really give as much better presence as you could on that line. Uh, but they decided not to and put Billy Turner at right tackle, and he got walked back into the quarterback numerous times uh, in that game. And Again, Camp Jordan's very good, no question. Uh, but that, that was a struggle. In fact, I just saw uh, one of the Packer reporters, I don't remember which one, uh, put out on Twitter that maybe when Bakhtiari comes back, you have to consider uh, having Elton Jenkins go to right tackle instead of putting him back at guard so you have your two best offensive players at tackle. I think,
11: um, me personally... I don't think the offensive line was that bad yesterday as well. Um, I, I, I paid myself um, to watch the highlights um, this morning while I was sitting waiting um, waiting in a truck for one of my uh, coworkers. I paid myself to watch the highlights again. And on multiple times, it's like, Aaron, throw the ball. Aaron, throw the ball. Oh, yeah,
4: he was definitely holding on too long. Yep.
11: And it's like, you got to – I don't think he. I don't think he understand Like, this is not the same offensive line that you had last year. You just can't hold on to the ball. If you if if you if you're going into it, you knew okay with with these guys, I probably got five seconds. Why are you holding on to the ball for eight and ten?
4: Yeah, ball should even be thrown probably before five seconds to be honest yeah, with you. But I'm you just definitely just should not get to saying, seven like, and eight seconds.
11: Yeah, I'm just saying like. You know how much time you have with them. You know how much time that they that they can give you, and you're trying to juice that time all the way. When you like, and he had running backs open for four or five yards.
4: Correct, and he was trying to make the big play again. Exactly right, Nate. Yeah. Thanks for the call. And this is what Aaron Rodgers was two years ago and three years ago. That's what this dude was. Holding the ball, trying to make the big play, not taking underneath. He had a third down play in the fourth quarter when he was in there. He had A.J. Dillon wide open. Wide open in front of him, four, five yards to the right side. And he was wide open forever. And he was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, not throwing, not throwing, not throwing. Then he gets some pressure, so now i got to throw, and he throws it wide to Dillon, and Dillon can't catch it. Wide open. All time. Could have just dumped it off, got the first down, and moved the chains. But instead... Old Aaron Rodgers, trying to make that big play downfield to get big chunks of yards, which I get because you're down. But take what's there and move the change. You got to get first downs. You haven't converted a third down the entire game and you're in the fourth quarter. You never did convert a third down in the game. That's crazy to me. Like, I would love to see the list. Somebody's got to have a list, right, of how many quarterbacks never converted a third down in a football game while playing. It's got to be a huge list, I would imagine. Right? It's got to be a lot of guys uh, that have played in the NFL that never had a game without converting a third down. I'd love to know if Brett Favre ever played a game in his entire career where he played an entire game without converting a third down. That's just mind-boggling. That's a Hall of Fame quarterback we're talking about. John, listening on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, down in Kansas City. You are next on uh, Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, John?
12: Not much, man. How are you? Doing good. Okay, so long story short, I live in the Kansas City area. My wife works for a company that was started by a former NFL player. And what they do is they, they provide sports memorabilia to charities for silent auctions to help them raise money.
4: Awesome. Which, so, which, who's, a, who's the NFL player?
12: Well, his name is Anthony Davis. Okay. He played for Green Bay in '99. Played for the Chiefs for a long time, Green Bay in '99, and then Baltimore in 2000, where he got a ring.
2: Gotcha. He's no longer
12: with the company, but the company's still around. Okay. So on occasion, I get to meet agents or players. Most of them are from the Chiefs or the Royals, but there's agents I get to meet that have players all over the country. And a few weeks ago, she was at a signing with Jordy Nelson, and you know, because he still lives in Manhattan, working on the farm and all that stuff, and and we got to talking about Aaron Rodgers. And he was telling me that the majority consensus in the NFL among players is that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league, maybe the best ever. But they want to play, if given the chance, with Tom Brady because Tom Brady is a leader. And during tight games or tough losses, he is up and down that sideline. He is patting guys on the back. He is, he's the rah-rah guy. He's like, hey, we can still do it. But he'll also
4: chew out an offensive line or a player as well.
12: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and he's not sitting on the bench, moping, staring at his tablet, feeling sorry for himself. And and that's when, you know, when I listened to that caller a few minutes ago talk about Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers if you had to start a team, I'm taking Tom Brady because he is a born leader, and you can't coach heart and you can't coach leadership. and And Tom Brady has both of them
4: yep, no question. So, and I think that's a great point. And you know, the funny thing is is when you start talking about the difference between those two, does the quarterback actually know that's the difference between him and Brady? See because I, yeah. I I just don't know if if that's even a thing for him. Like is it just for him numbers physical. I can run i'm I'm a better runner than Brady. i I throw harder than Brady. Uh, yeah, he's got more rings, but I haven't been put in that same situation. Like I bet you if you ask Rodgers what's the difference between you and Tom, I bet you leadership would never come out of his mouth.
12: Oh no, no. He and he would never admit it. Even even if that was the number one thing, Aaron would never admit it. Nope. And he, if somebody had a gun to his head, he still wouldn't
4: admit it. I just I go back Absolutely. to, thanks for the call back, John. I go back to when he was the backup to Brett. Right? And now Brett is leaving, and now Rodgers is going to be the guy, right? Do y'all remember how that all played out? Because Rodgers didn't have that locker room. They all weren't his guys. There were a lot of guys in that locker room that wanted Brett back. Screw Aaron. I want to play with four. So Rodgers had to figure out how to get those guys onto his side through this whole thing. Because while he was there those first two or three years, he wasn't going out his way trying to beat guys with anybody one way or the other. He had a cookout. Everybody remember the cookout? He had the famous cookout at his place or whatever where he invited all these guys over. And so it was documented. It was in the papers, the whole deal. Rodgers bonding with his guys, trying to get everybody to buy into Aaron Rodgers. He went out of his way to try and get himself into that leadership mode. Is that who that dude is? I don't know. Didn't appear to be to that point. But he did it at that point. Not everybody is a natural leader. It's It's just not the case. Uh, and I I don't think there's anything you can really do about it. Can you make somebody a leader? Probably to a degree. Is that person gonna be as good of a leader as somebody that's just kind of born with that trait? Probably not. Michael and Slinger, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up?
13: Hey, thanks for having me. Can you hear me
4: good? Yeah, sound beautiful.
13: All right, yeah, I'm driving um. No, yeah, I mean I, I agree especially with the the last two callers about um you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, kinda not just taking the underneath pass or, you know, just trying to move the chains. You know, in some instances, he does try and go, you know, for the big, you know, play, even, you know, maybe when it's really not even there sometimes. And then, you know, Tom Brady, you know, he does kind of have that, you know, aura about him where, you know, he just kind of makes you, you know, buy into him and, you know, makes you not, you know, just kind of calms everything down and makes everything, you know, feel like everything's under control, but um, yeah, I feel like you know, I don't want to put the blame so much on one person, because I mean, I do feel like Aaron Rodgers does deserve, you know, a big um, you know, a big amount of blame, but you know, the first drive, you know, that the Saints had to open the game, you know, the the defense, they were put into a number of uh, third down situations and they couldn't stop them. And you know, and those are big, like, Um, what do you call it, Um, those are big, um, what's the word when you have, like, big momentum, you know, um, points in the game. Sure. You know, there are fourth down plays. Turning points. Yeah, fourth down plays that, you know, I was like, okay, we we could definitely, you know, stop them here, and then they could not do that either. And Jameis Winston, he 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 had some good, you know, um, (laughs) running plays there, you know, that I've you know, I was surprised by, uh, by, but, I mean, they just could not get off the field. And then, you know, the offensive line, you know, I understand we have rookies on the line and stuff like that, but, I mean, there's there were times where, you know, three guys were rushing the passer, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers had no time, and I believe the first interception that he threw in the red zone, um, he had no time to throw the ball, and Devontae was open, but he just missed the throw, and... You know, maybe he should not have thrown that. But, I mean, we've seen him make those throws before.
4: That wasn't close. That throw wasn't even close.
13: Yeah, you know, it wasn't close at all. And and the one after that was even more, you know, the the one that he threw way down the field. Yeah, to double coverage and
4: overshot him, yep. Yeah, for
13: the life of me, you know, why he tried to do that. You know, and and then there were some coaching issues I had, too. Um, A.J. Dillon, I thought he ran the ball well but we went away from him. You know, I could not understand that. Aaron Jones, it wasn't working, you know, with him, you know, to begin the game. So, you know, I felt we should have just maybe kept with A.J. Dillon more, but they, they, they didn't stick with him at all. And Matt LaFleur, he, he was on record saying that, you know, it was his fault that they didn't run the ball they more. They
4: didn't run the ball more. Right, exactly right. Michael, yeah. thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, he, he took blame LaFleur for not running the ball more. The Aaron Jones thing. If you think that he is one of the better running backs in the NFL, you don't quit giving him the ball after five carries. You don't. There's just no reason to. I mean, that's just as much nonsense as that Cowboys game. Against the Buccaneers, Ezekiel Elliott had a handful of carries there too. Completely just ignored him and threw the ball the whole game. That's ridiculous as well. Equally stupid. Just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Because once you get to that point, and then you start showing the defense that you have no interest in running the ball, now you're putting your offensive line at a huge disadvantage because now they're just pinning their ears back and coming at you. I mean, there's no fear of anybody running past them because you have no interest in doing it. None. Let's go to Cornelius in Indianapolis. You are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Cornelius? What's going
14: on, Steve?
4: Is this Um, the Cornelius from Twitter? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah now, yeah, yeah. finally, God, <laughs> I agree with you on a majority of stuff you tweet during the course of a day, so this is good. Glad to, glad to have you on the air, Cornelius.
14: Uh, yes, sir. Um, I got a few things. Um, we all know that this loss was on Aaron Rodgers. Um, but going forward, we see that the defensive line is going to be an issue moving forward. How much blame or how much smoke should Brian Goodkins get? Right, right now, for allowing this defensive line <laughs> to be what it is entering the season,
4: it's horrible. It's horrible, and that was one of the things we talked about going into the draft. One of the positions we talked about was they have to improve on defensive line. He got Sladen, okay, fine, but they didn't do anything in free agency, and I believe right now, after they reworked a deal of Sullivan, I think they, I think I saw Domoski say they were like eight million. Under the cap. Now, what does $8 million get you in a trade for a defensive lineman or something? I don't know. But he about, should be attempting to try and find somebody to help out this line.
14: Would you Would you go after Mike Daniels?
4: Like, he's sitting on a practice squad. Sure. I don't see right. how he can play worse than what you have. Like I, I just don't believe that could possibly be true. And he doesn't have to play all three downs every time.
14: Right. The last time I checked, I think I seen Geno Atkins. Might be still available, but um, I mean, it's it's almost too late at this point.
4: Yeah, uh, let's see here. Gino Atkins is a free agent. Sure is. Yeah, I mean,
14: they need they need to get somebody. You know, the offense is gonna come together, but this defense—you cannot have a successful defense or run zone defense when you have no defense line.
4: Correct. Yes. Absolutely right. I agree with you hundred percent on that. And the other thing is middle linebacker. I mean, that's another position that they really uh haven't been able to fill as much as what everybody's wanted them to do, and mainly because I think they kind of disrespect the position.
14: Yeah, yeah. I've 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 been known on Twitter as the Blake Martinez hater for years. So, I know. Uh yeah,
4: <laughs> I know. I told you. I know. I, I see your tweets, man. I think you're good. Uh, you just keep doing what you do, Cornelius. You live down in Indianapolis, or are you down there on work or something? Uh,
14: I just moved here, so um, I'm originally from Milwaukee, but
4: Ooh. yeah, I just moved here. Well, I may hit you up, man, cause I cause we go down there all the time for youth baseball, so we may have to hook up at some point. Okay. All okay, right, right, man. Take care. Good. There he is, Cornelius, down in Indianapolis listening on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, Tony in German, John on the East Side. You guys are all coming up next. Talking about Aaron Rodgers. How much of the blame are you putting on Aaron Rodgers? After that fiasco, that was a 38-3 embarrassing loss to the New Orleans Saints yesterday. Dial it up, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fan, Rami Makloff and The Rami Show comes up at 3.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
15: you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
8: Certainly, I think you, you question every decision you make when, when you put a performance like that out there. You know, we haven't had too many of those i think offensively a couple years ago week one chicago was one that comes to mind where but our defense absolutely dominated and we stayed in the ball game and today when you get both sides of the ball that are doing that you get your ass whipped 38
4: to 3 you did you did you did oh you most certainly did get your butt kicked uh 38 to 3 the embarrassing loss there matt Lafleur after the game the question was you know do you, you regret your second guess sitting all those stars all preseason? And like he said, you know, you bring everything into account at that point of uh, it being all screwed up. Let's go to Tony in Germantown. How much of this goes on Aaron Rodgers for losing that game yesterday, Tony?
15: Hey guys. Hey, I would say probably about 80%. Um, I put 20% on that defense. And the reason I say that is we all know Aaron can opt out of plays whenever he wants. Yep and he could he could have moved things to run plays if he saw something. Um I hate to say it but I think once in a while maybe maybe he gives them a little payback. Maybe he's like, "Hey, you know, I I I'll show up when I want to show up, and I'll play when I want to play and you know, then again, he's also done very poorly in Jacksonville on that field in the past. So Maybe maybe it's just maybe it doesn't see things right in that stadium. Tony, know?
4: at halftime of that game, did you feel like the Packers were gonna lose that game or were you still thinking they'd come back and win it?
15: Nah, they they were they were, they were from from halfway through that second quarter they didn't they didn't have anything. So they you th- just, they weren't there. They weren't they weren't with that. You know, I mean they they, they didn't look like they had that that fire that you know that, that you want the guys to have, you know. They they kind of just defeated
4: right I, I you know I guess I wasn't there thanks for the call I just always had hope that Rodgers was going to come on the second half lead this team back they were going to win uh, and it was just gonna be a rusty first half they didn't play in plain preseason and everything would be fine we got into this earlier Gary and Leroy and I talking about this preseason thing and part of the thing that we that got brought up was whether or not I'd play guys in preseason Leroy said he absolutely would not because he doesn't want them getting hurt I absolutely would saw Mahomes playing preseason, saw Brady playing preseason. Yeah, I'm going to play them. Do they got to play every game? No, but I want a quarter of action at least, a couple of series here, in order to go out there and play, even if it's the third preseason game. Now that you don't have four preseason games and you have a bye week in between the two, even if it's just the third preseason game, if they go out there and play for a quarter or whatever, or they go down on the first drive and score a touchdown, fine, good, we're done. All right, we're we're good. Out, Out you go. But if you struggle a little bit, then you're going to play at least a quarter. I'm going to play my guys. Now, I realized last year they threw up like 38, 40 points uh, in game one. The year before that, Rodgers threw up only 10, I believe, uh, in that week one victory. Uh, so we've seen it go both ways, depending on which side you're on of this deal. John, on the east side, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, John?
9: Hey there, Sparky. What's up? Um, yeah, just a really not a good game at all for the Packers and uh, Rodgers. I have to admit, he did look really rusty out there and he looked like he could have used a preseason game for practice. Um, But um, I think what, what they also should have done is um, they should have kept on running the ball with AJ Dillon. I mean, just let Dillon run the ball. I mean, that guy's a second year player. He was running the ball very well and they didn't use the coach didn't use him enough. So I think what Green Bay needs to do is start using, uh,
4: John, are you there, buddy?
9: You know, throwing the ball and everything. So, um, maybe – so, Rodgers is going to have to get himself reset. He's going to have to um, – maybe.
4: Oh, John, you're breaking like up. Like a new
9: man. Right, and, John. Uh, just, and reset for this next weekend.
4: Yeah, he's going to have to reset for certain. It's Monday night against the Lions. That's an easy reset, or at least it should be. Thanks for the call. I'm playing Detroit. I mean, if you were coming off this game then having to play Tampa – I'd be very, very concerned that that was going to be an issue. Uh, very concerned. But this, you know what this, is, this Lions game is like? This is like the Badgers getting beat against Penn State and then getting Eastern Michigan. All right? So the Packers get beat, and now they get the Lions. It's kind of the Badgers-Eastern Michigan is what the Lions should be to the Packers this week. That's, that's how this should play out. They lose this game, though, on Monday night? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. If this game is close on Monday night? Mm-mm. I'm going to be a happy camper. (laughs) I'm going to be a happy camper if this thing's close. Don't let it be close. Of course, we'll have the Green and Gold postgame show presented to you by Lakeland University, Dan Plucker, and Gary Ellerson uh, on that call on Monday night. And I'm telling you right now, if the Lions shock the Packers on Monday night, I'm tuning in to see if I can hear Plucker laughing on the radio. I will be tuning in to see if that happens. Because if they shock the Packers, I'm sorry, y'all. Let Plucker celebrate if he wants to celebrate. Let, let, I'm not gonna hold it against him. Let him have a party. Maybe I'll bring him some alcohol. Like it, it should be a Plucker party at that point. Plucker, I'm okay with it, man. If you want to celebrate a little bit on Monday night, if your Lions upset the Packers, I, and Gary's a former Lion. So that maybe just does you both not sound a like bit. a
6: good way
1: to introduce yeah, no. myself to a statewide oh, network
4: full of know you. Man, you failed in. Everybody knows you're a Lions fan at this point. Like We've dealt with Romney the for thing is, over every, a decade. I'm not going to handle it with class. I'm not going to go out and be like, oh,
1: yeah, you all stink. Like, oh, the Lions no, 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 are no. so great. Like I understand where the Lions are in the totem pole of the NFC North and, and in the NFL you. and the history of the Super Bowl just era. I'm just telling
4: you, man. You can be happy. Just you so, never gave me that
1: leeway or that freedom. I like it. Ever. Oh.
4: Yeah. Uh, thirty eight <laughs> to three, Saints over the Packers. Rami McLov's coming up next with the Rami Show. We we'll out- haven't taken what- that break yet. This still isn't my segment
1: yet. No, man.
4: Oh wow. We get You're calls way on behind the-, the clock. Yeah, we get calls on the show. We just let people talk and we go back and forth. I mean, I don't know how on the clock you are during your show. It doesn't feel like very, but are you normally on your clock? It 15, depends. you break. 30 it you depends. break. 45, you break.
1: Sometimes, if me and Bart are rolling, I just skip that 50 and break. Take it all right to
4: you the You could 30. just skip that whole segment with Bart and then do something else. <laughs> There's that, too. Uh, Robbie's show comes up next. They'll go anywhere, though. We got one more segment left. Doug and St. Francis Ian until it's Bill and, B- and Iron River. Bill and Iron River. Oh, i got to get to Bill and Iron River. Bill and Iron River, you're next. Uh, listening on that hey, Odyssey RG. app. What's up, Bill? Actually, I don't really live in Iron River. I'm about
16: 10 miles east of there out in the country. That, that's still a drive from here in Milwaukee, Bill. I promise Oh, you. it sure is. Yeah. You betcha. I used to go to school at Marquette. Uh, How did you well, end up Aine in Aine Iron River? River? Well, I grew up here.
4: Oh, and you came all the way down for college, you're saying?
16: Yeah, right. Gotcha. Uh, I thought wait, you meant you high act- school. You said 10 oh, miles no, outside. No, I, of- actually, uh, I actually... Uh, spent 20 years working at uh, Bell Laboratories in Naperville, Illinois, but I never never became a Bears fan. That wasn't going to happen. Mm.
4: Good for you. Anyway. But you
1: said you said out 10 miles outside Iron River in the country. Like Iron River isn't is Iron River not country? That sounds like country to me.
16: Well, it's like 800. It's a really small base yeah, yeah, that's country. Yeah, that's yeah, country. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm right in the middle of Bayfield County. Nice. All yeah. right, Bill, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, I'm wondering. I'm, I want to mention something that we might not want to think about. But isn't it possible that Aaron Rodgers just has lost it? I'm thinking back oh. on that NFC Championship game last year. They were on the eight-yard line with the first down, and they didn't make any yardage at all. You're right. You're right. And I'm just thinking, maybe, maybe it just left him. Whatever magic he had, and it wouldn't be the first time that a star athlete just lost it in the middle of a game. I mean.
4: No, possible. No, no, I hate to
16: think
4: of it. But. No, no, I, I I'm, I'm going to block you out saying this. I love you, Billy. Call back again. I can't allow myself to go there yet. Not yet. Well, they lose the, to. If he looks like to, this, if he looks like this against Detroit, then you can call me back and say you were right. I, oh
16: well, I don't want to say I'm right. I'd like <laughs> to call you back.
4: I say I was wrong. There you know? go. That's fine, too, Billy. Enjoy Iron River, man. Talk to you next time. Hey, football season is finally back, and the place to catch all the action and create your own sporting action is the Q Club of Wisconsin. Not only do they have plenty of TVs to watch the games, but you can play your own games. They're huge entertainment game room. Bocce ball, foosball, darts, ping pong, all kinds of stuff. Plus, you can enjoy their great food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. Ha! <laughs> With all the extras, visit the Facebook page at QClubOfWI.com for menu and updates at QClubWI.com. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness, a segment sponsored by Tally's Tapping Eatery. Monday's special is Wings, starting at just $1 plus $3.50 premium taps. Check them out on Facebook for other many specials. Tally's Tapping Eatery on Sunset Drive and walk How much blame do you put on Aaron Rodgers? Let's go to Ian Intosa. Tosa. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Ian? Uh,
6: not much. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I, I You know, I, I called in yesterday on the uh, post-game show, and I said, and it, it was hyperbole. I want to apologize to Kevin King. He is not as bad as the Mod Carroll.
4: You did say that, uh, yes.
6: I, but you gotta understand, I was still, I was still upset. So I hadn't had that. I hadn't had a full night's sleep. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you had to watch, you waited all year to watch that. Yeah. You know, I hear like, you. Okay. But you know, one thing that I, I I want to say is that I think that draft. Again, I hate to harp on it because I know I got the Wisconsin blinders on, and I don't know if DJ Watt would have been as good as he is in Pittsburgh and Green Bay. But pass rush is such a premium thing to have in the modern NFL, to have somebody that can get after the quarterback. My brother is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so he posts all, all PJ Watt highlights at me on Twitter just to rub it in my face, that they have, we don't, and, you know, two sacks, a strip bumble, five quarterback hits, and it felt like watching yesterday's defense, it's like, it was, they just never got off their blocks, they never got, it. they got no pressure whatsoever, yep. and it felt like, even with the drafts that we've been having recently, they've been drafting for need and not best player available, like, the first-round pick, Stokes didn't get any play yesterday, uh, not even in garbage time. Because he's guys. not ready.
4: They obviously don't they, think he's ready.
6: But then it's like, did you draft the best player available? And then the, the, the answer has to be no. You drafted for need. And it's like, I, it gets so like, you know, you get mad at, at Joe Barry and then it's like, well, if it was what if it was Jim Leonard out there with, his, with the defensive coordinator, would his team have done any better? Well, see,
4: and that's you know, just it, right? So is it personnel that's the issue that, that Goody put on the field, or is it the coordinator? This is virtually the same personnel that Mike Pettin had with virtually uh, almost an identical result. Thanks for the call. But but if you remember back with Pettin, that defense got better as the year went on. They ended up top 10 uh, at the end of the year in yards allowed. A top 10 by the time this whole thing uh, what's setting down? Sneak one in here and then we'll get to Rami. We show what's coming up next, the Rami show. Doug and St. Francis, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Doug?
2: Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So, the question how much of this do we put on Rodgers? I-, I would say, you know, you look at the game, we would have had to score 39 points to win that game. So, I'm going to go like 75% on the defense.
4: Can I just say something about that yep. real quick? Just to, I- I'll let yeah. you finish. So yes. I, that's, this is what I keep hearing as far as in defense of Rodgers. Well, I don't want to give it all on Rodgers. But if that offense actually would have been able to sustain drives and score points, the defense would have been off the field and rested, in which case maybe the, they don't score as many points.
2: That That's a good point. So then I'll go two-thirds, one-third. There you go. So, so let me uh, – that was a good point. So, you know, as far as Rodgers goes, though, right, when I watched the game yesterday, he looked disengaged, uncompetitive, and old the guy couldn't move i think overall as a team nobody took snaps in the preseason nope. right so there's no timing if you want to compare yourself to the best tom brady played in two preseason games he's 44 years old so i think that's a big one and my closing thought is and i know you're going to go crazy but i was one of those guys in the beginning of the year that said trade rogers he's going to be a cancer in the locker room he doesn't want to be here like telling your wife I want a divorce and then coming home from work and saying, ah, I changed my mind, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. Did we lose draft capital yesterday? Because to me, if we could have traded him for three firsts and a second before the season started – that's how you rebuild you, a team for the long term. Well, I mean, you long lost draft
4: ca- You lost draft capital as soon as you lopped off the, the last year of his deal. That's when you lost draft capital. You lost draft capital when it became public knowledge that you two were going to talk after the season and then possibly trade him if he wants to be traded. You lost draft capital it, doing it yourself, shooting yourself in the foot. Now, if he doesn't play well all year, yeah, then it costs you even more draft. If he plays like he did two or three years ago prior to the MVP season, which is why they drafted Jordan Love because he didn't look all that good compared to you know previous Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if he goes back to playing like that again, uh, yeah, then yeah, then you've destroyed all draft capital because now you're trading a rental uh, with one year left, and if he's not playing at that MVP level, now you're talking about what a first and a third or something like that. Thanks for the call. And that's, I, I think that's how this whole thing is going to play out. If he doesn't play well, there's just no way he plays this bad against the Lions. There's just no chance. He'll probably come out, throw for 350, three or four scores, uh, and look like an MVP again. Then it's the Niners, and then get a better understanding of really where we are with this whole thing. Uh, Rami, it's 3 o'clock. What's coming up oh, on hey, the show?
1: Hey, Sparky, how are you?
4: Good. What's going on on your phone? Anything fun? No. I was just, Social media? Just on the Twitters. All right.
1: While you were talking to the Peoples. Uh, we're going to talk about this Packers loss, obviously. I just want to know like, what people think happened. There are a lot of theories as to what happened and why they lost that football game. So it's just question is... a far. lot of theories? Theories, dude. I've heard theories. There's a lot of theories.
4: I'll, I'll, I'll go through them all. Gary Ellerson? Oh, I know. The Space Jam, they took the Roger's talent, didn't they? It's in a football
1: it's not, you're not that, you're not that, that what far it off from yeah. some of the sp- conspiracy yeah, theories okay. that I've heard. Gary okay. Ellerson, you know that guy. He's going to join me at 345 every week, every Monday after every Packers game. 345, Gary Ellerson will be here. Uh, at 4 o'clock, was uh, Matt LaFleur right or was Aaron Rodgers right about what that game was? And Tim Allen will join me at 430 to talk some Brewers I after hope. big weekend for the Brewers. I don't want to neglect them. We but- did all for five hours what brewers talk five hours five I, hours
4: of brewers talk yeah i think we mentioned it for like 10 seconds Leroy brought it up coming out of a break and there's and a that's no hitter it. over the
1: weekend yeah yeah so it's we'll, a green and gold monday so we talked majority packers so we'll talk some brewers with him and uh, and i didn't
4: really want to fight with people
1: and uh fight with people about what oh whether or not corbin burns should have come out
4: oh yeah whether or not it's really a no hitter and all the and there's whether it's there really are, a no hitter oh yeah that doesn't count because it was two guys, that really doesn't on, count. It's on, still, hold on, hold on. it's still one Let me check. Let me check the box score. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. No. No hits. Yeah, I know. No hits. Just so telling you, you
4: are setting yourself yeah. up to be very mad if you do that. You're better off just sticking with Packers and just not bringing it up. Do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just trying to help out. You're trying is to... it
1: a no hitter. No, I'm not going to do that. You're going you're... to have. I'm telling you, it's no. going to end up
4: in a fight. And then
1: you're. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to argue it's... if science is real, and I'm not going to argue if a no hitter was a no hitter. Like I'm not. I'm not going to do that with these. He
4: had. 115 pitches thrown. Then Burns pretty much said, "Nah, yeah, I'll probably, probably reach my limit or whatever, right? Okay, fine. Council, what was very telling to me about Council is, first, I think Burns was covering for Council because he knew Council was going to take heat. Two, when Council said, if this was a different season and a different situation, maybe it plays out mm-hmm. differently. So that's Council pretty much saying, he wasn't really all that—I mean, he was gas, yeah, but he could have pitched the ninth. But because I got the playoffs to worry about, I'm right. not trying to kill him over yeah. a game that doesn't mean anything. But if this was, say, a different year and the playoffs weren't a possibility and we were 12, 15 games out, I would probably would have let him go for yeah. it. Right? That makes sense. That's pretty much what he said. Yes, and it makes sense. And that is what irritates all Brewers fans. that <laughs> all Brewers fans. I shouldn't say that. It doesn't irritate me, necessarily— but there was a lot of brewer fans, and I find them to be mostly older Brewer fans that were most upset about this. I'm not saying it's completely age ranged. Well, yeah, because but it feels in my like my day they pitched till their arms right. fell off, and then they pitched with
1: their other Correct. arm until that Correct. one fell off the, and then they went to the bullpen. The
4: yeah. most shocking thing about that was the Indians have given up three no hitters this I year know. and Plea pitched all three of them for the Indians. Really?
1: He I did not realize that little part of it. He was pitcher
4: for all three of them that, when they got no hit.
1: I didn't realize that little part of it. That's,
10: oh my that's, god. That's wild.
4: Alright, so Robbie's coming up next. Coming up tomorrow on our show, Ross Tucker, 1035 or uh, Odyssey NFL Insider joins us for his Tuesday weekly hit. Ryan Wood will be joining us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. He'll be with us at 1105 uh, and then at 12.35 tomorrow, the man that called that no-hitter for the Brewers, Craig Kishon, Valley Sports, oh. Wisconsin, will join us at 12.35 I, I just tomorrow. had the
1: idea when I sat down here, because Sam and I were discussing Brewers guests. you got to get ahead of Plunker, buddy.
4: Plunker booked that up no, I know
1: we exchanged ideas this oh. morning, and I just thought, we exchanged ideas this morning, I didn't bring up Craig, and I just thought when I sat down in this chair, I was like, oh, we should get Craig Kishon. He called the no-hitter. Yeah. But she goes, all right, maybe we'll just replay it. I don't know.